Hey, onesies, Josh Williams here, and thanks for checking out the One Man Podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have something that you want read on the show, send it to contact at onemanpodcast.com because if you send it, I'll read it on an upcoming episode. Thanks so much for listening and I hope you enjoy. What's up everybody? This is DJ Demers. I'm K. Trevor Wilson. Hey, it's Krista Allen. Hi, this is Rick Mercier. What's up guys? This is Paul Verzi and you are listening to the One Man Podcast. Yeah! My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 348 for Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. How's it going, onesies? How are you doing? Happy New Year. First episode of 2024. So glad to have you here. Are you having a, has 2024 really just exploded onto the scene for you? Have we put that, uh, that 2023 goofiness behind us? Have we? It was 2022. All right, 2020 was weird. Then 2020 was a quick little break. Then it was like all twos and one zeros. And then two, two, three. What's that all about? But two plus zero plus two plus uh, equals four. That is the stupidest intro I've ever done in my podcast. What is this crazy thing that you've just stumbled upon? Well, it is me, comedian, brand ambassador, earthling, Josh Williams, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, and everything in between. And this week, I'm going to tell you guys about, you know, some, some simple what do you call it? Consumer things that I did my last day of eating before I started this OptiFast, uh, journey and kind of how the start was, you know, I was looking at all my medical info, you know what I mean? Just getting ready to, to put it all together and started logging everything. Um, I watched some movies, you know, did some random stuff, just getting ready for my trip to Toronto. Of course, later in the episode, I will tell you guys about, you know, the word of the week, my top five, some plugs I have coming up you know, coming up, well, some plugs and some things I have coming up, but let's just get right into it. Let's start with just some of the, yeah, you know, let's, let's, let's do some of the, uh, the, the shout outs, right? Happy new year. That's one of the shout outs that I got. That's the only shout out I have. <laughs> it's funny. I have this, this new legend that I put at the bottom of the page and just helps me sort of organize, you know, the subject matter. So I'm not just randomly going back and forth between media and personal and professional and all that stuff. I finished, I'll tell you what, let's get some of the media stuff out of the way. All right. I, I finished watching Hell House in the last episode. I told you guys I started Hell House, but I was sick. I was with Crystal. It, it, garbage. It's on Shutter. I think it's on Amazon Prime as well. But the, the Hell House series, if you like horror movies, if you don't just sit back, relax, I'll tell you very quickly about this. But if you like horror movies, horror is one of those genres where you got to watch a lot of, you got to sit through a lot of shitty ones for every good one that you get right? It's, it's tough. Like for me, again, my policy on movies, if I want to see, if I see a comedy, I don't really care how great the story is. If it makes me laugh, great comedy. Um, I mean, obviously it helps if the story makes sense too, but you know, if it makes you laugh, it's a good comedy, a horror. If it scares you a bunch, good horror again, helps if the story's good. But I mean, drama is the one where I'm like, listen, if I came for a story and your story's stupid, you failed, you know, action again, if you're, if you're feeling exhilarated through the whole time, like, you know, if you see a Marvel movie, of course it's going to make no sense. It's about superheroes, but if it's good action and it's, and it's exciting and it inspires you, you know, Hey, it did its job. So with this, with the, the hell house series, the first one that I watched, it was like found footage. It was done clearly like very low budget, but it was well done. It was, it was very freaky and, and a good flick. And then they made a hell house too. And it was meh. But when I, when I started to watch this, Crystal was the one who suggested the hell house series to me. And the first one, she's like, you know, it's good, which I agreed. And then she's like, the second one's like, meh, but you got to watch it. Cause the third one's great. I got like halfway through the third one. I don't think I've ever finished it. I probably should, but they are really creepy movies. Sometimes the movie's really creepy and then doesn't go anywhere. And you're kind of like, oh, kind of really hoping that that would freak me out. So, you know, with, with hell house origins, you know, and having a, apparently a larger budget or like, okay, let's check this out. Boring, boring ass movie. It, it doesn't even make sense a lot of the time. And sometimes when you're, when you're, it's like these, these two women are like ghost hunters. We're going to go to this place that that's got like a haunted history. And the thing with like good, scary movies, when you're investigating a haunted place is that there's a lot of, there's a lot of things that happen 
that don't quite let you, the viewer, know that the haunting is happening and don't really let the the characters know that this legitimately like haunting is happening. But there were scenes where like, you know, sometimes you'll see something a little creepy that's that's not explained or whatever in a movie and you're like, oh, looking forward to them explaining how that happened or whatever. You know, and sometimes a movie does it well enough where it's like the Scooby-Doo style where you're like, is that a real ghost or is it somebody, you know, like, is there an opportunity for them to be like, no, we've been just trying to scare people away all this time. And I would have got away from it too, with, or got away with it too, if it wasn't for you pesky kids. But this was like, this was like the, the, you know, the, the women would walk into their room and they're like, oh, let's take a selfie. And then when they take a selfie, like they got the bed behind them and the bed's covered in, in blood and the dead bodies in there. And it turns towards the camera and looks at them like you're getting the impression that it's like, they don't see any of this, but you as the viewer going, okay, well, this is undeniably haunted then because you're literally showing the dead body and it's like looking around at them and stuff. So sure, they don't see it, but you're like, okay, it's haunted for sure. And not in a subtle way. And then there's other times where, you know, they're, they're looking through photos and the photos are literally at each, each picture as you click next is the picture, you know, is, is, is the, the camera right behind them in their chair. And then the next thing they see is a, you know, a ghost face screaming in their face. Like, Oh my God, scream. And then it cuts to the next scene. I I know what I saw that I'm like, I'd be out of the fucking house right away. So there was kind of like, you know, stuff that would normally be like the, the, the end of the movie kind of freaky shit where it's like, Oh my God, it was too much. Or, or the scene, if it was in a movie early, it'd be literally, that's how that person died or disappeared or whatever. But this is like, they're still just sitting around in this place after being noticeably, you know, haunted inarguably it was just dumb but i finished it i watched it hell house origins hard pass but hey <laughs> definitely check it out. it honestly reminded me of a segment that i used to do in the podcast called the shittiest movie and i was really hoping that that would be a segment that would take off because the the whole point of the shittiest movie was that there's so many like you know, streaming services like Shudder and Tubi and some other ones that just have these really, really bad horror movies on them or just really bad movies in general, like, like some sort of campy thing that just ends up being bad. And I was kind of like, I thought it would be funny for, you know, onesies to like, you know, when you're going through these movies and you're like, oh my God, who the fuck would ever watch, you know, the haunted sofa or whatever it is, or, or what was it? Haunted chair or demon chair or whatever it was called. For, for someone to actually like, be like, what the fuck? This looks stupid. It's like, yeah, sure. But you're not going to watch it. But how funny would it be is if you subjected me to watch it, right? I mean, if you email contact at one man podcast.com and you're like, Hey Josh, watch killer sofa. And I'd be like, okay, you know, you guys ask and you shall receive. So I'd sit down and then I'd give my review of fucking some shittiest movie. It didn't, didn't catch fire the way I wanted. And of course, for something to take me two hours of homework and preparation for the podcast, I wasn't just going to do it on my own. I was going to see what, what people wanted. So, you know, Hey, if that ever comes back, if you guys find some really just ridiculous movie on a platform, don't hesitate to send it in an email contact at one man podcast.com. Let me know what streaming services it is and what region you're in. And I'll see if I can find it and watch it and then tell you if you were wise to, to laugh at it and, and send it my way. Or if, Hey, maybe you missed out on a, a gem of a movie. I feel like hell house could have been the first one could have been one of those where someone's like hell house. Ooh, great, great name. But that one's worth a watch. The first one's worth a watch for sure. Not Origins. All right. Also, I dicked around with some new video games. Nothing special. I played on the PlayStation. I played a game called Ghostbusters. And this one apparently is very old. At least, well, like 10 years old or something like that. It's it's a remastered version of one that I guess came out for the other platforms a long time ago. And can't say that I really liked it all that much. It feels like an old game that's just been remastered. I love the Ghostbusters. I think everything about it is great. I'm looking forward to the new movie coming out sometime in the new year. But I just was kind of like, oh, this, this just feels really, really basic. So at some point I'll finish it, but it's just kind of like, it's like, Hey, the Ghostbusters are, you're just running the business of Ghostbusters, but you're running around with Bill Murray and Egon and Winston and Ray and all that stuff. But you're just kind of going back to the same places as the movie and you're not playing the movie like you were in it originally, it's like, oh, we're just going back to the same place. It feels like a shitty Austin Powers movie in the sense that you're like, oh, you're just, instead of doing something new and creative, you're just going to doing the things that worked before. One of my criticisms of the new Ghostbusters movie Afterlife was that like, instead of doing a third demon or ghost, they went back to Gozer. They went back to the, the dogs and, you know, Vince Clortho and Zool, you know, the key master and gatekeeper. So it was just one of those like, oh, why didn't you do something new? Like they went completely new direction with Vigo. 
scourge of Carpathia, what once will be, what is, will be no more. So yeah, I also played another game that was really bad. It was called Just Die Already. And it's about, you could pick, you play as one of four senior citizens and you're just running around through this like really cartoony town and, you know, everything like kills you, chops your limbs off, you know, die, pick up random stuff. And it's, it's just a very goofy game. If anyone's ever played like Octodad or Goat Simulator, it's basically like that with old people, but it's just like, you're just, you're just getting killed a million different ways. And they're stupid tasks. Again, it wasn't, wasn't particularly fun. I did play it for like two hours, two or three hours though just dicking around and I, I couldn't figure out how, like really what I was supposed to do or how I was supposed to play the game. So I might go back to that at some point. These were just me killing time while sick, right? After a while you've watched enough movies and you're like, all right, I guess I, I should do something else. That's me clicking my mouth apparently in your ear. I'm so sorry, guys. I watched another movie, but I'll save that for a little closer to the end. I watched No Hard Feelings with Jennifer Lawrence and some other kid who may have been in some stuff, but I've never seen him before. Um, I'll tell you guys about that a little bit later on. I went out and I bought some new sneakers. Um, I brought them to the the the, uh, the comedy club there and dropped them off when I first returned. Well, first got back to Toronto. I, I I went in with all my merch and my boxes of cool shit and my shoes. Left them all at the club because I'm I'm for the first time ever going to be responsible. And instead of showing up and performing, you know, in winter boots on stage, I'm going to switch into show shoes. So. I, I, I brought three different pairs of vans, very happy with them. Some white, white and blue ones and some black ones and just, just something a little more casual. I'm, I, I used to be avidly against wearing like sneakers as like dressy stuff, but if you get a nice color combination, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm becoming more and more accepting, but I really, I still don't like when someone wears like a black suit and a white button up and then like sneakers as their shoes. I, I still, I know a lot of people do it. I know it's totally you know, fashionable, but it just still looks weird to me, to me, like a, like a proper suit still is completed with dress shoes as opposed to like dressing up everything and then wearing like dirty white sneakers or something like that. Yeah. I don't know. Doesn't, doesn't, doesn't vibe with me just yet. But again, I'm, I'm old and you know, the old ways, but I am happy with the shoes that I bought from Vans. I, uh, I'm digging my options and my selection and things like that. And, and I'm starting to get like a little bit of a sneaker collection, not a lot and nothing expensive, but just, I like having the option that when I go out, I've got a few different things that I can pick to, to wear and to complete a look or whatever. So yeah, I'm digging that. I also returned the sweaters that I got at the gap because even with the fact that I fit a large, I just didn't feel like they looked too good on me, you know, still a little too much overhang you know, in the front and stuff. So I was like, all right, I'm going to bring them back. I bought them impulsively. That's why you keep the receipts. Excuse me for yawning. And I'm not going to bring them back. And they did that thing, you know, where you're like, okay, and you know, get a refund. They're like, yep. Okay. It's just going to go back on the card that, that you bought them on. How do you guys feel about that? I've never really liked that whole auto refund thing because I'm like, I'd rather just tap my card and see it go through now versus like, the whole, like, I'm going to assume that your system didn't make a mistake and that there's sort of the, the digital checks in the mail for the, for the refund. I don't know. I, I mean, it's, I don't think I've ever had issue with it, but it's just one of those, like, I'd love to look at my account now and see that that transaction, even if it's pending, I want to see that that transaction happen and not just that like, oh yeah, it'll someday, you know, without me tapping my card or anything, like it'll just, you, your system just stores my card information in it for two, three weeks in the event that I want to refund and it just gives it back to me. I don't know. I don't like that. I don't like it. What do you guys think of that? I also bought, I, I, it's funny too, because my first week is with Thymios Nasiopoulos and I'm looking forward to doing a podcast with him while I'm in Toronto, but he is a good friend of mine and, and I know he likes playing board games like I do something nice and social. So I brought some, uh, just some simple card games to play with, you know, at some point, you know, during the, the, the trip, I'm sure we'll sit down and, you know, while we're just killing time, do, you know, do a little bit of a, what do you call it? A games, games evening. We're just to sit around and shoot the shit you know, and, and play some games just to kill some time. Okay. That's not a very exciting one. There's a lot of like just little things I did. And I wrote all notes down because sometimes I do it over the course of the week. I never know if I'm going to have enough stuff to talk about, <laughs> but uh, I always do. I got my mom a, an Ember mug for Christmas. These are my anecdotal things. Just telling you guys kind of what's up. Some dumb things that I did or just, you know, whatever. But I mean, are you ever helped? A parent, I've got hiccups now. You ever help a parent uh, set something up? You know, I'd set up my mom's computer, like transfer from her old computer. She just didn't get what was going on either. She's like, I was like, I'm going to update, basically going to make your new laptop, your old laptop. So all of the, 
the stuff from the old laptop's going to kind of come on it. But when you open the screen, everything's going to be there. She's like, okay, great. Well, I don't want to transfer this because then I'll have it on the other one. I'm like, oh, mom, I thought you wanted to give this lap. It was just crazy. I won't, I won't subject you guys to like dealing with your parents, but you're trying to tell them like, listen, I'm making your new laptop so that you can just get rid of the old one. We can wipe the old one. She's like, well, no, I want to save everything. I'm like, it's going to be on the new one. You're not throwing everything away. It's not like the old days where you have to transfer like file by file. I'm like, they'll just basically clone itself on the new one, but it'll just work faster and everything because the hardware's better. So I did that. And that took like an afternoon. I was just shooting the shit with my mom, whatever. And then I set up her Ember mug. I uh, I bought her an Ember mug for Christmas. My mom is constantly reheating her tea. When I talk to her, she'll make a tea and then she'll start moving around and doing stuff and just go back, you know, have 30 minutes later. Oh, my tea's, I put my tea in the microwave and then she'll forget it in the fucking microwave. And it, it, the microwave will sit there beeping once every five minutes, like a smoke detector that needs a battery changed. So I'm trying to talk to her. She'll finally go get her tea and it's like, oh, it's cold again. I put it on again and then just forget about it again. It's like, oh, it's irritating. So for her, I got her an Ember mug and that's a mug that's essentially, it's a smart mug that will keep your drink heated to a certain temperature up to like 90 degrees on the battery that's in it. Sorry, not 90 degrees up to 90 minutes on the battery that's in it. And then you got to put it back on the saucer, which is like the charging station, but it'll just keep at that temperature like all day long when it's on its charging station. So got her that helped her set that up and, and see if she enjoys that. She said she's been using it for a few days. So she's, she's liking it so far. That's great. That's what I did with her. And speaking of the code names bash, and I wasn't speaking of it all. So that's a weird thing to say. What's wrong with me right now? Is my brain fucking malfunctioning. Red and I, my friend, uh, Vanessa, regular contributor to the podcast. We, we played the code names holiday bash for my buddy, Tim Riel. I was on his channel, nerd and correct on Twitch. And, uh, we did not win. We lost like, it wasn't even an, like an epic loss in the terms of like, we lost horrifically, but it was just like. If you don't know the game we played, I won't even go into it. But the idea is you're just you're just giving clues to guess words, and the the other team like won in like a five guess fucking hail mary that was just like not even possible. Like, got to be bullshit. Like, obviously it wasn't, but it was just so random luck, you know. And I know this maybe sounds like a sore loser thing. We were just all like, not possible. Like everyone watching was like, not bullshit. How the fuck did you just know the five fucking words? You know, like. It, it was impossible based on the clue. So it's not like they just gave a great clue and, oh my God, great job, you know, bow down, bow down. It was like, it was like, what? Like, it was just like, just insane bullshit luck. But, but it was fun. It was clearly fun to watch that, like, just unroll. We're like, what? Like, everybody's like, what? How the, what? Like, it was, it was fun, but we lost, ate our dicks. So we'll be back again on January 22nd to play a regular game of code names. I'll invite Red back as my partner just to play, but we did not move past. We did not move past the first night. We, we were out early, baby out fucking early. I, I, uh, what can I tell you guys? I've got some notes here that I'm just kind of like, eh, I'm looking, I'm 17 minutes into the podcast. I'm not as excited for some of the things that I wrote down here. Like they're nothing crazy. Like I, I got a haircut in the morning before I drove to Toronto on Tuesday. So it was kind of like, just, it was nice to kind of get refreshed. Like that was probably one of the most exciting things about this trip was I'm getting ready to do like the, the, you know, the, the keto opti fasting, which is essentially just keto. You put yourself in ketosis and you put yourself in a calorie deficit. So your body's burning fat and it's, and it's burning lots of calories because it's not getting what it needs for a day. It eats the fat reserves that are in the warehouse. But I'm like, you know what? I bought some new shoes. I, I bought some you know, I, I, again, I bought the sweaters, but I returned them, but I was just like, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to kind of go out there and do, you know, present myself in the best way possible. So I'm like, I got a haircut. I got some new shoes. I got, you know, I'm going to try to make myself look fresh to death and just go out and enjoy a couple of weeks away from the, the sadness of, of, you know, the home situation, you know, try to enjoy myself. And so, you know, got the haircut in the morning, a little bit of a stress to be honest with you, because I got there at like nine 45 and you, this place I'll usually, when I lived, you know, very close by, I'd go for like 8am when they open, just get a haircut done early, come back, shower, get all the little hair particles off and then start my day. But I, I, my appointment was for 10 and this would have been like January 2nd. And I, I got, I got there 10 to 10 and the door was locked. I was like, what the fuck? And then I, and then I jump on like, you know, Google or whatever. And it's like, you know, says, said the location was open or whatever, but then looking at their like Instagram, it was like, we'll be back on the 10th of January. And I was like, what the fuck? Or, or whatever it was like much, much later, like a week later, essentially. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, I'm like Grizzly Adams over here. I'm, I started looking around, whatever, you know, at there, they have two locations so to look at the other location. And they're like, you know, they've got a post on it. Like, we'll be back on this date. 
but nothing showing open. So I was like, what the fuck? I walk across the street, Starbucks, getting a coffee going, okay, well, I don't have time to get a haircut anywhere. I don't even know what else to be open. This is January 2nd, right? So I'm like, I, I need to drive to Toronto. Like, I don't know what, what am I going to do if I get no haircut? Am I going to find a place in Toronto and, and chance it? Like, it was just a little like whatever. So I went across the street, grabbed the coffee and I tried calling them and then the dude answered and I was like, oh, thank God. I'm like, I'm across the street at Starbucks. Just everything online said you guys weren't over for you. He's like, yeah, they're, they're not great at that. But you know, like, no, I'm, I'm here. Sorry. I just unlocked the door. I was like, cool. I'll be over whatever. But it was like, it was a stressful moment where I was like, oh, this is important. I don't, I don't know how to put myself together. <laughs> I do, but like, I'm going to have to like put lipstick on this pig. If I still have like my, my, my unevenly grown beard. Cause that's the nice thing about having a beard is when you get it cut fresh, it's all evenly shaped or whatever. But over the course of a month between cuts, like it'll grow longer in some areas than others. This is not real problems. Sorry. Let me move on from this. I just remember being a little stressed out that day guys, but I was late packing everything too. So I actually got my haircut, came home and then, and then finished my packing, but I had most of the shit put together. I just normally I like to have shit packed the night before so I can get up and just go. But yeah, it was, it was, it was a stressful morning. Just thinking like, oh my God, there's gonna be no haircut and everything. I got to Toronto on time. Absolutely. I was even setting up merch before I left for Toronto because I'm like, I, I have these USB drives, uh, but with nothing on them. So I picked my, my 10, you know, 10, 10, what I think to be very interesting episodes of the podcast. And I load on, you know, 10 episodes, tw- good 20 hours of audio, you know, content. And, and I sell those after shows sometimes for like 10 bucks. So it's just a way to get rid of those USB drives. But instead of just being like, Hey, would you like an empty USB drive for 10 bucks? Hell no. Hey, how about 20 hours worth of content? Sure. You know? So I was, I was basically just, I spent a, an afternoon essentially loading those USBs with the content and everything like that. And then the Tuesday show, the first show was good. You know, I, I did a good job of selling those USB drives afterwards. I sold through quite a few. I've actually, oh, sorry. At this point in time, you know, I've still got lots left. Who knows how the merch sale is going to go? Oh boy. I hope they continue to go great. <laughs> but I, yeah, I was just happy that the, the Tuesday show was good. It was a good start to the week. I really don't remember much special about it. It was cool seeing some comics I haven't seen in a while, but it was just a good crowd. I did great. The headliner did great. The acts did great. Just a good time. I did have my last day of eating before I left. I can't remember what I got. I think I got like a pizza from like my favorite spot or whatever. And I don't know if I had a dessert or not. I don't think so. I don't normally have dessert, but I just remember being like, well, it's gonna be my last day of eating. I'm going to, so I'm going to, I'm going to get those cravings that, which is always a bad idea. You just keep that, that salt addiction in your system longer. So that, that whole like last hurrah thing. I know a lot of people are like, oh, it's going to be a thing. And I've, I don't know. Just one of those, like you won't walk around and be like, oh, I wish I'd had one pizza before I'd done that or whatever it is. It's just you know, you, you, you scratch the itch and then you, you, I don't know. I don't know what it is mentally. I think it's just giving yourself an excuse to do the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. Signature slurping of coffee. It's stable the podcast. I don't even drink coffee like that. I drink and I don't make any sound, but I think a few times I slurped right into the mic and upset some people. And that's kind of my thing to bother you guys for your entertainment, lack of dollars. I, uh, I have started the opti fast again and I'm, I'm doing pretty good. I mean, it's only one day in at this point, but I, I was strict. I didn't cheat. I did OptiFast and only OptiFast. And a big thing is I have started logging all my medical info again. So I was prepping that before New Year's. And so now a few days into waking up in the morning and I, I take my blood pressure, I prick myself and I test my blood sugar and I take my weight. And so I, I brought my my, I've, I've so far just being kind of good as I've brought my blood pressure down in just a few days, which is good. Cause it was, it was bad before. Like it was bad. Not, it wouldn't have taken too much more increase for it to be like, you know, you got to call a hospital. So it wasn't great, but it wasn't horrific. And I've managed to bring it down into the, Hey, not, not too bad. Like a good decrease in just a few days. I've also managed to bring my blood sugar down a little bit. I bought this fiery ginger like juice, whatever box of like stuff. You take like a shot of it. It's like, you see those little bottles in the store. It's essentially the same company, but you can buy almost like a bag of wine in a box version of it so that you're not wasting little bottles and it actually saves you some money. So I bought one of those and and I'm doing that. It's good for immunity. My weight started at 280 pounds. There's no scale here at the Toronto club or condo, I should say. So I'm not sure 
what I think I'm actually excited about that because I think I'm going to go for two weeks and instead of every day looking at it and deciding success or failure on a day-to-day basis, I think it's going to be nice to do two weeks disciplined. And then when I get home, step on the scale and see how much I've lost. So I left Ottawa at 280 pounds. I've got no scale for two weeks. When I get home, I will find out how much, you know, you know, if I, if I work hard and I discipline, I'll see how much I, uh, I can lose. So that's, uh, that's where I'm at with the, the health stuff. In terms of, you know, geez, am I going, am I banging through this? Program? Yeah, I, I, I guess I am. I, I don't have a, a whole lot to say about sort of the last half of the week. It's kind of like a lot of laying around and a lot of preparation for my Toronto trip. I'm looking forward to trying to get some, some podcast bonus episodes recorded. I enjoyed doing the one with Ryan McLennan a little while back. And I, I miss doing those interview episodes because I know that you guys like them, you enjoy them. And I want to give you the kind of content you like. So before we switch over to the word of the week. I am going to tell you guys about the movie I watched, No Hard Feelings. It's it's a Jennifer Lawrence movie, whom I like. I think she's fine. I'm not one of those people who has a crush on her or anything. But I mean, all the X-Men movies and, and Hunger Games movies and all the shit that she does, the Silver Linings playbook and all that shit. This, this No Hard Feelings movie is a little weird. Was a little weird. I saw it. it was on, I was like, oh, I'll check it out. But it's supposed to be a comedy. It's like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know if I've ever really seen her in a comedy movie. She seems very funny when you see her, you know, being interviewed and, and interacting with people and stuff. But she, this movie's like, she's playing like almost like a character that you would expect from Amy Schumer, where she's playing this chick who's like trying to, I, how do I just chick? I sound misogynistic. These parents hire her to fuck their son so that he won't go off to university of virgin or something very i don't i don't even know if i was really paying attention at the beginning but it's right in the trailers and you're like what the fuck is this but he's like a super nerd it's like it's almost like they would have got michael sarah to play this part a while back it would have been like amy schumer trying to fuck michael sarah that's that's the best thing i can think of except michael sarah's not trying to get laid it's like oh i'm just a super nerd and i just want to study and i'm scared of women and stuff that's the, like it's, it was pretty cringy. Like normally in a movie where it's like a guy trying to get with a girl or whatever, you're like, oh, you know, they're going to end up together. It's going to be like, we set you up for this and you know, but, but I don't care about the money anymore because I realized I loved you along the way. That kind of bullshit. You're like, no, he's, he's a young guy and she's kind of a, you know, promiscuous. So it's not gonna, it's not going to work out it can't work out that way. It makes no sense for it to work out where she's going to fall in love with this young kid. It's more of like, you know, this is more of like, they're going to help each other grow. She's going to get him out of his shell and he's going to teach her not to be such a fucking hooer. So I think I remember watching it and he's such a little bitch. He was talking about how the song man eater by hollow notes is like super scary because it's like, Oh, she only comes out at night and she's the, and, and he's like, he totally misunderstood the song. Like to him, he's afraid of this monster who's a man eater. And she's trying to be like, that's not what that song's about. But it was just, it was something where later in the movie, there's this really like, he, he plays the piano and he plays this like nice slower version of man eater. Like he learned it and she's like, Oh, you learned the song. He's like, yeah, well, we talked about it, whatever, but it's a good scene. It's a really good scene. The song was, was really well done, but I think it's such a pivotal and important part of the scene. I, I was actually going to play the, his version of it for you guys is the outro song this week. But I think it's a good scene that if you do watch the movie, like the movie wasn't horrible. It's just like a few, like, you're just kind of like, I don't know. She gets full on naked in the movie. There's a scene where she's beating the shit out of kids stark naked on a beach. And I had to stop and like Google, like, is that real? Or did she use like a body double? And it's like, nope, she was naked in it. And uh, they're all like, oh, and she insisted on staying naked on set all day so that she would be comfortable with it and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay. But, but the scene is someone like not sexy naked, like literally like when you're swinging your arms and kicking your feet and uh, somersaulting and shit, it's like your body just kind of goes in all different places. So it was just one of those things. And I, I don't know. I, I, uh, I didn't like lose respect for her or anything like that, but it was just one of those where you're like, okay, well, but for her, she's like, yeah, comedically, like it made sense for this scene to happen and whatever. I didn't think it was that funny. Like if the scene was fucking hysterical, it'd been worth it. I'll give you an example of a nude scene, which is, which would be humiliating. Cause again, you're not being portrayed as super sexy, but it's just like comedically the nudity part was funny is I'll give you an example of a scene that had me dying was in Borat where Borat and uh, Asimov are fighting naked in the hotel. So like a naked guy fighting another naked guy running around a hotel, like that was funny. And that was like an ugly nudity scene, but it was like, but it was funny. 
this this didn't have that same vibe where you're like, oh my God, that's so like weird and unflattering, but the laugh is worth it. Like they're doing it for the laugh. Didn't didn't find that to be the case with this one, but the movie was nice. I'm really on the fence of whether or not I liked it because like I said, it, it had a very like Amy Schumer trying to fuck some young kid vibe. It's a hard premise to get behind, but obviously it's more to be like, oh, we want him to value himself more and to defend himself. And we want her to you know, develop real feelings and not just like fuck people for the sake of fucking them or whatever. I don't know. Uh, the movie's called no hard feelings. I do not remember what platform I watched it on, but Hey, if you want to watch a movie where you see Jennifer Lawrence naked and watch some nerd sing man eater on a piano, that's the one for you. All right. So the word of the week guys, we're going to go into some of the little fucking segments here and we're going to ride off into the sunset. The word of the week is literally. Now this is a word I do know the meaning for. But we all use it. Like I, there was also people who used to be like, excuse me, Jesus Christ, where are these hiccups coming from? Used to be that, that, you know, someone would say, oh my God, I was like literally blah, blah, blah. And someone's like, figuratively, like literally means you, like you actually, you know, I was literally bouncing off the walls. Well, no, you weren't, you weren't running up and bouncing off the walls, but now everyone's using literally incorrectly. So as much as like I use the word of the week as like a, Hey, here's a word I don't know the meaning of. This is almost like, I feel like, you know what? Most of the world could use a reminder of this word's actual definition. So literally in a way that uses the ordinary or primary meaning of a term or expression, he took the remark, literally a word that can be used both literally and figuratively B used to emphasize the truth and accuracy of a statement or description. Oh my God, they're changing it. What is the simple meaning of literally actually? Yeah, there you go. The adverb really literally means actually, and we use it when we want others to know we're serious, not exaggerating or being metaphorical. If your mom complains that your room is overflowing with clothes and she, she probably doesn't mean this literally. Yeah. But people say like your room is literally overflowing with clothes. So it sounds as if the different, the, the, the pop culture usage of this is now starting to change because it says in a way that uses the ordinary or primary meaning of a term or expression. You be used to emphasize the truth and accuracy of a statement or description, but it's like super little. I really mean it, you guys. Like I literally mean this. Did we change the? De- there we go. Merriam-Webster. Here's a go. Like I scroll down a little bit. It says, did we change the definition of literally? Let's click on that. Is it ever okay to use literally to mean figuratively? F. Scott Fitzgerald did. He literally glowed. So did James Joyce. Lily, the caretaker's daughter, was literally run off her feet. Okay, to suffocate with the blah blah blah. So, but the fact that Charles Dickens used literally in a figurative sense, lift him out, said Squeers after he literally feasted his eyes in silence upon the culprit doesn't stop readers from complaining about our definition. We def, we define literally in two senses in a literal sense or manner, actually to in effect, virtually some of our readers are not happy about this. Here are a few of the comments left at this entry definition. Here are some of those answers. comment definition to the dictionary is literally wrong. Ha <laughs> ha. This is literally the stupidest thing I've ever read. I literally can't even. Some people chose not to leave such comments on our site. Perhaps they do not wish to hurt our feelings, but still we want still want to make their displeasure clear. These people comment on other forms as in the simple as in this sample taken from a comment thread, whatever. Considering that Merriam-Webster has def- redefined literally to mean figuratively, I'm going with literally. Our poor language I'm figuratively about to hurl. Agreed. How do you agree to accept? I'm looking at you, Craven Dictionary Editors, a word that means the exact opposite. It's unfathomably stupid. And then one of the things is never trust anything but the OED. It's fine to trust the OED. What is what is the OED? Oxford English Dictionary. But you might want to check their definition first. So Oxford Dictionary, literally something one colleague used to indicate that some frequent conventional metaphorical or hyperbole hyperbolical expression is to be taken in the strongest admissible sense, virtually as good as, eh, whatever. Fuck that. I just put myself to sleep. I lost interest guys. We know it. I guess, I guess the jury's a literally still out on like what literally means. I want to be say literally at the end of every sentence. I literally hate how stupid you are. Cause you're literally that stupidest person. Literally. <laughs> That's the word of the week. I'm, I'm, I'm starting to run out of these words of the week only because I'm like, I used to think that there was a ton, tons of words that I either used or was aware of that. I, I wasn't certain of its definition, but as I have this little list on my computer of like, oh, words of the week. So I can just pop that into the podcast ministry. I'm, I'm seeing that I, I'm actually running into them quite a bit faster than I thought. 
initially. So top five, top five, this list guys, you know what my top five is this week? Celebrity crushes. I got five of them. I got lots of celebrity crushes. I don't even know. Like sometimes I do like an honorable mention, but I, I don't see them. You know what? I'm, let's do an honorable mention. One of them I think is super cute, but lost points huge for dating Pete Davidson was Kate Beckinsale. Kate Beckinsale was super, super cute, but I don't know, dating, dating Pete Davidson. I don't know. Doesn't he look like a, like a monkey? Doesn't he have this goofy monkey look? He's tatted everywhere. Like he's badass and wears big, stupid pastel color. I'm being very judgy of him, but he just, I've, I've met him. He wasn't super, you know, it wasn't super like friendly or anything like that. Like wasn't, wasn't like, like, like literally like you say something and he's like, and just like looks away or whatever. I'm like, all right. And this is like hanging out with a, a friend who's, you know, event he was, you know, putting together, whatever. I mean, he might be a great guy, but the one time I met him, I, I didn't, and you know, I wasn't enjoying his company and he, like, it's, it's weird. I don't want to shit on the guy because he's friends with someone who I adore, but like he did, he did like a, like a joke on a, on a special like, like he was opening up for this friend and especially like told some joke and it like completely bombed. It wasn't even like a joke. He's like, oh, there's an observation. I think he thought the whole crowd would like love it. And no one did. He's like, I don't know. I just thought that was funny. And, and you know, and then Bill Burr right next to him makes a joke and fucking says something, the crowd's laughing. You know, I see him later that night. He's like, Burr, or whatever, like just not very friendly. And then I've heard his stand up on satellite radio and I, I can't say it's ever made me laugh. I don't know. I just, I think the guy is insanely like popular for some reason. All these women like love him and want to be with him, but it just doesn't make any sense to me. I don't get it. And I guess I'm sound like that old guy or whatever, but Kate Beckinsale may, may have made my list, but no dice. And then uh, another one I, I used to have a big crush on was uh, Jessica Biel. Jessica Biel is an honorable mention, but, but neither of them made my top five. So uh, without further ado, the one man podcast top five this week of my celebrity crushes. Hey, 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 number five, Kelly Brook. Ooh, we do. I have a crush on her. She is a beautiful, I believe British actress, super, super, super good looking. Just like, I'm a big face guy. I I've seen women like with like great bodies and then they had their faces in that grid. And everyone's like, Oh, but look at that body. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. And, I, and it's my crush. I'm allowed to, to have a crush on, on, you know, my crush is allowed to work my crush weight. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm shaming anybody. Just I'm allowed to like what I like. I'm a big face and teeth guy. If you got fucking wacky teeth or whatever, like my, am, am I oversharing? I, you know, again, I don't mean to judge anybody. You're born the way you're born and uh, you know, I don't hate you for it, but I like a nice smile and I don't like, I don't like gap teeth like that front tooth where like the two teeth are apart. I don't, I don't like that. I don't know why I just don't. Apparently some women are like, Oh, I want the gap tooth thing. Like the gap tooth thing is sexy. Fine. I don't think it is. I would never say that to someone who's like, Oh, I want that. I'm not going to make them hate what they like or whatever. I'm not gonna try to shit on it, but I'm just like, I don't, not for me, not for me. So teeth are nice. Teeth are important to me. I like nice eyes, but really I don't have like, I'm not going to lose. No one's going to lose me over, you know, color of eyes or something. You know, you'll lose me if they don't point in the same direction, but I like nice eyes. I like nice faces. So yeah, that's kind of my thing. Kelly Brook, gorgeous. Kelly Brook is, is, you know, not only she just got that beautiful English regal accent, but she's very well endowed, very well endowed gorgeous. You can see her naked in quite a few movies, but the one that you're most likely to have seen, uh, if at all would be Piranha 3d. She was in that gorgeous, gorgeous woman. I've seen her in some other stuff too, but uh, just a beautiful, beautiful woman. Kelly Brook definitely gets my motor running. Number four, this is an easy one. A lot of people, it doesn't take a lot of explanation. Again, Scarlett Johansson love Scarlett. She's gorgeous. I'm sure. She's got a beautiful face, beautiful smile, very well endowed. Very well done. Josh, you had tits or an ass, man. They have both. Both of these women have both uh, great tits and great ass. It's very, uh, what is it? Is that vain of me? It's not materialistic because it's not about materials, but I tell you, you know, Josh, it's really vain. It's more than just the body. There is. Scarlett Johansson is a great humanitarian, which I find very, very attractive. And she, she has that like whiskey voice, like Scarlett Johansson 
was the voice of the AI in the movie Her, which I believe was a Spike Jones movie, and uh, Joaquin Phoenix was the lead in that, and you don't see her face once in the entire movie. But she has that nice raspy sort of whiskey voice when she's talking that whole movie. Like it's like fucking ASMR. If you put headphones on and listen to that movie, God, her voice is unbelievable. And she also did the voice of the snake in the new Jungle Book movie, which again, just the voice alone being so like hypnotic and mesmerizing. Fuck that. Wah, love Scarlett Johansson's voice. Bop, 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 bop. Scarlett Johansson coming in at number four. Number three. And this one will weird some people out, I'm sure. But Heidi Klum. Heidi Klum has been just an absolutely gorgeous smoke show for the longest time. She's like, you know, I don't know if she still is, but she was like the face of Victoria's Secret for the longest time. She's married to one of my favorite, you know, vocalist seal. She was married to him. They're not together anymore, but, but she just like, she aged beautifully. She, she looked sexy as hell. Like her body just looked unbelievable. Even after having three kids, and we're not talking about like, oh, hey, this looks good in like pants and a shirt. I'm like, this woman is basically naked on on the runway for Victoria's Secret still. But but Heidi Klum, like I, she lost some points because when you when you hear her talk on like America's Got Talent or whatever, she's not very bright. Like you see, like she's always mean to comedians, which I don't like. We lose points for that. I'm a comic and you be, you can't be mean to my folks, but she doesn't seem to get jokes and she always scores comics poorly. But I'm like, I'm like, it sucks because like, if you don't get the, if you don't get the art, it's, it's hard to judge it. I mean, I guess you can, but anytime, anytime she, she judges comedy, it bothers me, <laughs> but she loses. Yeah. It's basically she's like, I find a woman attractive. Cause like I said, she's a looker. She looks great. And I was like, she's married to a guy who, yeah, he's a big celebrity, but he's, he's not the prettiest man because of, you know, the scars or whatever. I guess it was one of those like, okay, like she's not super vain in that regard, which is also attractive when someone's, you know, not like me will look past things, you know, uh, imperfections, let's call them. So I'm like, okay, she seems like a sweet chick, you know, still gorgeous. I don't even know how old she is right now. Let's find out how old Heidi Klum is. There we go. Sorry, I have to kill time because I don't type fast. She's literally, <laughs> literally 50 years old right now. She's 50 and she still looks great, man. Nice teeth, nice face, nice eyes. I wonder if they're still going to let her do Victoria's, Victoria's Secret. She's married now again. She's married to some guy named Tom Collitz. It almost sounds like a Tom Collins. Seal is 60 now. Holy shit balls. Who's this Tom Collins guy? Let's find out who's married to one of my celebrity questions. So who's married to number three? Tom Collins is a guitarist and songwriter in the German band Tokyo, Tokyo spelled T-O-K-I-O hotel. He's also known because of his wife, Heidi Klum. Yeah, it seems like he looks like a Josie Scott, whatever. And she looks fucking weird now. Like, yeah, it's almost that point where she's looking like somebody you know, that, that older woman who won't like, almost like Jennifer Coolidge, who always plays like the Stifler's mom type, you know, where, where in the first movie, she was still good looking enough to like play the good looking mom. But then she just started to look so fucking old that she looked like that old whore kind of thing. Jennifer Connelly just wanted to throw her as an example. Cause someone brought her up the other day. Jennifer Connelly still looks looks great, but she's showing her age now, but for the longest time, just didn't matter. She was so young and labyrinth in those early movies. And then just, just stayed gorgeous, beautiful mind, all these things. But Jennifer Connelly definitely makes it into my uh, honorable mentions. So number three, Heidi Klum and number two, Anna de Armas, who's in tons of shit now. And I don't even know if I'm pronouncing it properly, but Anna de Armas, God, she's gorgeous. She's a Cuban Spanish actress. She I think the first thing I ever saw her on, I'm trying to think of, of what I could click on this movies link here to see if I can find out. She played Marilyn Monroe recently. Oh, one of the first things I saw her in was she was the hologram in the Blade Runner 2049 movie. Beautiful in that she's in a movie with Chris Evans called ghosted. I saw her knock, knock. I saw her fucking naked and knock, knock with Keanu Reeves and another gorgeous actress. But Anna Armas is like, she's in the knives out movie a bunch of different stuff. Like she's getting a ton of, of ton of screen time. She's up, she's in one of the new bond movies. Like, like she is absolutely gorgeous. Her eyes are stunning. She's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. So like that's, she's number two, hard, 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 hard. Number two, Anna de Armas. 
And, and then finally, number one, number one, my number one celebrity crush is, and for like the longest time has been Krista Allen. Oh my God. That woman is so gorgeous. I, I actually, who gets to meet their celebrity crush? Not a lot of people, but I did. I met her in Los Angeles. We were at a show together and she was super nice, super kind. She's an animal lover. She's a dog lover. She's a very sweet humanitarian person. Krista Allen is, is older now. She's older, but I, I've been seeing her and stuff since I was little. Like she, she was in married with children guest starring an episode. Fucking gorgeous. She was on Baywatch for a while. She used to date George Clooney. She was on like the X-Files. She was in liar, liar. She was the woman with the big breasts in the elevator. She's been in, you know, anger management with Adam Sandler. She's been in a ton of different movies. I, 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 I think she's the greatest. She's so, 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 so sexy. So fucking sexy. And she's nice too. So having, after having met her, I, I almost like, I was going to joke with her, but I didn't want to be like, you know, like even though she was doing comedy on the show, whatever, I'm like, you know, you think, oh, it's a comic. They can take a joke. I'm like, ah, there's a lot of actors who are trying to be comics. So they don't really have the mentality. They're thinking, oh, I can just go on stage and talk and people will pay to come out and see me. And that'll, you know, make me popular again and, and revitalize my career. And I'm not accusing her of that, but I'm just like, sometimes someone was an actor for 20, 30 years. And just because they're getting on stage now, doesn't mean that they've got that comic mindset where they can just take a joke. So I was going to say like, well, now that I've met you, you're such a fucking sweetheart. I feel like I owe you an apology for like having jerked off to you so many fucking times, but I, I, I chose not to. I chose not to. Yeah, that's, that's my number one. Number one celebrity crush, Krista Allen. You can Google her. She's gorgeous. And that's the top five of this week. Number five, Kelly Brook. Number four, Scarlett Johansson. Number three, Heidi Klum. Number two, Anna de Armas. Number one, Krista Allen. Them, Ziz, my celebrity crushes. The top five of this week. You know, coming up, guys, headlining Absolute Comedy next week, January 9th to 14th. So make sure you get your tickets at absolutecomedy.ca. I'll be playing Codenames live again with my pal Red on January 22nd. So you can go to twitch.tv slash nerdincorrect to watch that. I'm going to be just doing my best to eat well. And by eat well, I mean like stick to the OptiFast and, and try not to cheat. You know, and I'm going to be seeing my buddy Ryan, Ryan from the Ed Sheeran tour and the, the Harvey's hometown hockey, whatever Rogers hometown hockey doing the Harvey's uh, truck. I'm going to see Ryan visit with him. Cause I miss him. He's my buddy. And I, you know, always take the opportunity when I'm here, I'm going to do that on Monday because it's the only day off I have during this two weeks. But yeah, that's been my, that's been my week so far. I'm, I'm hoping to have more stories, some interviews and some actual fun stuff to talk about because, you know, talking about being sick, watching TV, playing video games, and then packing for a trip and get your health together. Not super, super exhilarating, but I still appreciate the fact that you guys are listening to it. For those of you who've made it this through the, through the podcast, we're at the end. Nothing to worry about. Check out that movie, uh, No Hard Feelings, if you want. You can hear a beautiful rendition of Maneater, a nice slow piano version of it. I didn't want to ruin it for you, but I do have, you know, I do have something very, very close as the outro this week. So uh, in the meantime, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you have the best week ever. And I look forward to chatting with you again soon. 